0: Hello podcast listeners, this is Jared Pickney and today's episode is with Sue McGowan who served as the Director of Economic Development and the CEO of Chamber of Commerce. Sue is responsible for launching the Leadership Paragold Program, recruiting several large companies such as Axis and Anchor Packaging and so much more. During her time with the Chamber, Paragold saw tremendous growth and despite being retired, she still serves on several boards today while also acting as a sounding board some of our current city leadership. In this episode, we talk about how to recruit new businesses to our city, what makes Paragould unique, why Colton Steakhouse still isn't here, and so much more. With that, here's my conversation with Sue McGowan. Everything is, uh, we remember everything from pre-COVID. Well,
1: I was going to retire in October of that year, and they asked me to stay a little longer because it took a little longer to get, you know, when COVID hit, then we had to kind of call off the search a little bit, postpone it. Yep. And so I stayed until December 31.
0: Uh, before you were at the chamber, mm-hmm. you're a real estate agent. Is that right?
1: That's correct.
0: I just found that out today. Is that I, right? I had the, yes, yeah, I had
1: the Century 21 office here in town. Really? Mm-hmm. That was yours? Mm-hmm. You started that? I did not start it. I bought into it, and there were actually four of us that owned mm-hmm. that. Who was it? I wonder it if was I know Beverly anyone. Crawford, Daryl uh-huh. Taylor, and Michael Taylor, his brother.
0: Beverly Crawford is that a uh, doctor Crawford? That's wife? correct. Are they still around here? Yes. Still the
1: same house. Same house.
0: I did not know that.
1: And then uh, before that, I was in the banking business. I which, worked which bank? First National Bank.
0: What did you do at First National? In the loan.
1: In loans. In the loan department. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you come out of college with some sort of like a finance or no,
1: green? I didn't finish college, so I got married instead.
0: <laughs> well apparently <laughs> that worked out for you, whatever path you chose. It did. Were you did. did you ever did you go to ASU for the I while? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. Um I asked Josh and Alice in the day, I said, Look, Sue's coming on the podcast. I know basically that she was really involved in the Chamber of Commerce. And I was like, that's, and I know obviously you're Matt and Mark's mom. Sure. And I was like, that's pretty much all I know. But I asked them, I said, is there anything else I need to know? And they said a few things. But Josh said that, you know, our, our community saw tremendous growth under your tenure and that you worked tirelessly side by side with Mayor Gaskell. Um, you also, I didn't know this, started leadership Paragould. I didn't know that I didn't know that was your brainchild, which has been yes. a huge success. And then Allison added in here um, that you worked as the director uh, as we talked about, kind of uh, of economic development as CEO um, in the chamber. and then during your time there, she said you recruited Axis Corbett, which I, I don't know if I've heard of Corbett, and then Smith distribution, which I've heard of Anchor. And saw a $21.5 million expansion under your tenure. What is she talking about there with the million dollar expansion or twenty one point five? Do you know what she's talking about? Well, and, that,
1: that could have been at Anchor.
0: Okay. That's probably what she's talking about. We she saw could, several
1: expansions through uh, uh, Greenbrier now. And Corbett is a uh, sister company of Greenbrier.
0: Okay. And still here? In our yes.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't
0: believe I've not heard of Corbett. Is it located where Greenberg is?
1: It's across the street. Across the it's street. Next, it's next to Smith Drug.
0: How does that how does that work bringing in businesses like that?
1: Well, we have the opportunity to first you prepare the community. And you do that by uh, having uh, real estate available for them. And we were very fortunate during my time to be able to certify a site which means that it's ready to build on. All of the, the environmental work's been done, all of any, any type of, of testing that needs to be done on the property itself has been completed. Mm-hmm. And so then they know that they can just come in. Industry is, is interested in being able to um, be ready to build. When they've made a decision, they want to move forward. And so we've had that opportunity to have buildings available or land available for them to begin that construction. And so that takes a lot of of pre-planning. And so we were able to do that. And uh, we're very fortunate you, you have a good relationship with the companies that you have. So if they're wanting to expand, you hope that they'll expand in your community. Yes. And then you have an an opportunity if they have a, a Corbett that wants to come in and be next to one of their facilities that you're able to have that relationship so that you can work with them.
0: Absolutely. So you have a good referral. I'm that like, is, hey, this is correct. It's a great place to come to. Do you, like if, if you're trying to bring somebody in that's never been here, they don't have a relationship with anybody that's here, <clears throat> do we target like certain businesses like, or do they target us? Like which happens first?
1: You target them. Okay. Uh, you have an opportunity to travel with the state and they will set up different cities, and you go to that city, and they invite in people that might have an interest in Arkansas. Hmm. And so, therefore, you learn who those people are. You get to know them. You have a relationship. It's a, it's a very large relationship business. Okay.
0: What were you looking for? like, And as you talked about some of these that you've even brought in – What is it that you or someone who's in your position, are there certain tangibles or there certain characteristics or there certain marks of that factory or that business that your organization that you're looking for to know, like, hey, they're going to be a great fit? And so, like, what are those?
1: Well, of course, it depends on the community. In our community, you want something that's complementary of what you already have uh, because the training, you have different training the different sectors are looking for, you know, you're looking for someone that has had experience in the plastic business or someone that has a lot of welding, Mm. you know, Greene County has a lot of welders, Mm. uh, a very large number for the size of the, Mm. of the County that we are. Um, And you're, you want to be able to offer them a workforce, and a trained work if the more their workforce can be trained in what they're looking for the better your chances are ah,
0: gotcha that makes sense well tell me this we'll back up for a second I've got a lot more questions around just the ins and outs of the chamber but how did you get into that um obviously we were just talking about you know, before you were in real estate and before that you were in banking. Right. Tell us, are you from Perigold? Like I just don't even go back before that. Are you born and raised here or are you from somewhere else?
1: I moved here when I was a year old and actually economic development brought my family to Paragould huh. because uh, my father was in the Navy, uh, saved enough money to buy a little 40-acre farm in Leechville, Arkansas. Mm. And when I was born, the second child of the family, He uh, decided that a 40-acre farm wasn't going to be enough to provide for a family of four. Hmm. And so he came to Perigol and helped build the Emerson Electric Plant. Wow. And then he went to work for them in their maintenance department, and that's when our family moved to Paragold. I was a year old. That's so cool. What year would that have been, roughly? 1956. 1956. Mm -hmm. They produced their first motor on July the 16th, 1956.
0: That was a – Bob Branch has come on this Mm -hmm. podcast a couple times, uh, who obviously knows Uh, a ton of history. Yes. uh, A lot about Paragold. And if I'm remembering this correctly – I think he attributed Emerson coming into town as like a, one of like the big milestones in what shaped this community. He didn't correct. go into a lot of detail over that. Am I remembering that correct? Is that that
1: is correct? And not only that, but this community stepped up and helped bring that bring Emerson to Perigol. There were some things that they required, and the citizen says we'll give X number of dollars per month on our utility bill. To bring them to town. Wow! So this, that's what Paragool has a very strong foundation is they're willing to step up to do what needs to be done to make the community a better place.
0: And at that time, I guess like this, I'm so ignorant when it comes to even how the chamber works. It was the Chamber of <laughs> Commerce around then? Yes. Like in Paragool? Okay, so yeah. chamber, were they the ones that kind of spearheaded that?
1: Yes, it was a committee from the chamber. Okay, and you got the community...
0: That to rally behind it. Exactly. What do you think, what, what was it about Emerson um, that made such a massive impact, you think, in our community? Was it just strictly the number of people they employed?
1: That's correct. They were, um, they employed, of course, they were our largest employer for several years. And they were looking to get out of the St. Louis area. Uh, wanted to be outside of Missouri. Mm. And because, because, we were a right-to-work state. Which means what, basically? That means that you can hire and fire someone with cause or without cause. Hmm. You can come in and say, today's your last day. And now there are some, if, if you're going to do that in, in mass, there's some rules and regulations you have to follow.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Um so they come in here, says 1950... 1956. 56. Chris, do you know what we're talking about when we refer to Emerson? I know yeah. you're not from this area originally, so... Uh, it's Sarah's grandfather worked there. Now it's uh, got a new name, though, right? It's, is it Nidek or Nidek? Nidek. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I toured that facility, I guess it was probably th- four or five years ago. I didn't know much about I didn't realize so their parking lot, which is massive. I yes. said used to you could barely find a parking spot there. And they had their own cafeteria in there, all of that. What was that process like as they began to look at going somewhere else? Did y'all know about was that sure while you were in
1: Yes, and I mean you work with them to try to to uh assist them in any way that you can. Uh, you know some decisions are made that are not favorable to your community, right. but, you know, we can, They were still an employer of ours, whether someone has, you know, 10 employees or 1500 employees, they're employing your,
0: yes, your, your people. Citizens, yeah.
1: Yeah. Your citizens and you want to work with them however you can.
0: What was that like um, being kind of on the inside of that whenever they decided, okay, we're, we went in a, Mexico primarily is that right that's correct um so we now have I mean I'm sure there are people that drove in not that were our citizens but maybe whatever you had 700 800 or I don't know of our people that probably did live here is there anything at that point that the community like that that like the chamber or city leadership do to get involved or is it more just kind of like hey here's these other opportunities you have go find them
1: well, no, I mean, you want to retain them here mm-hmm. as an, you know, as an employee. So you look for them other opportunities. Uh, that's also assist you in, in uh, recruitment because you have a trained workforce. So it gives you an opportunity to bring others in to replace those that you're losing. Gotcha.
0: So you move here in the fifties, and your heart is immediately tied in because your life is affected. That's correct by all of this. And so, you where did you go? Did you go to school at Paragold?
1: Greene County Tech. Greene County Tech.
0: That's why your that's boys correct. ended up there, right? Well, he Following went to Greene County Tech. Okay, that's, where, that's <laughs> what Dad was too. That's great. Yeah. Um, and when you were in school, you graduated. Uh, what year?
1: Seventy three. Seventy
0: three. Did you know what you wanted to do when you came out of school?
1: Well, you think you know what you want to do, but not exactly. I had some uh, wonderful opportunities uh, starting in the banking business. And uh, you know all of these tie together, mm. whether you're in the banking business, the real estate business, or at the Chamber of Commerce. Mm. They all, uh, when you get to the Chamber of Commerce, you're still selling. You're selling the community. Mm-hmm. You're still working with. Real estate, because you're looking for opportunities for, you know, retail, uh, manufacturing, whatever it might be. They're going to need a place to be, mm-hmm. a piece of real estate. So you're still selling and working with all types of that, and then the finance part, because you know they need help in financing. What type of financing are they looking for? Um, you know where. What that, whatever that might be sure. in that financing part, yeah. they need help.
0: Did you, who approached you about coming at the, coming on the chamber?
1: Well, I had been very active in the chamber of commerce. Okay. And uh, I was actually on the search committee. Really? And they, uh, the mayor, at mayor Gaskell at the time, he said, he finally came to me. We had, were unable to locate someone or to have someone come in. And he said, would you be interested in that? And that was a time in my life that I felt like that, yes, my uh, kids were grown, mm-hmm. um, almost out of college. or Well, I guess they were out of college at that time. And so I was ready for a change in my life and something I'd always been interested in.
0: What are some of the biggest you talked about that was a, a big change for you. What are some of the biggest changes that you feel like you saw in your time there?
1: We were very fortunate as a community to continue to grow. And that's, uh, there's not a lot of metrics that you can use to determine if your community is going forward. Mm. Um, and so pop growth in population is one of the very strong metrics that you use. What was the first thing you said? Say said
0: pop growth. Population. Population. okay.
1: Yeah, and so you know, we've continued to grow in population. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw, you know, about the time that I came on, the the community center was being completed. And, uh, you know, that we still call it the new community <laughs> center, but it's 20 years old. <laughs> still you know? real nice though. Yeah. It is. It is. They, they it keep nice. they keep it up. Um, but you know, you saw, uh, bypass around Perigol. Yes. You know, people. How go. long did it take to pull that off? It took over 25 years. Jeez. And that's like people say. People well, don't realize that. They don't realize that, um, uh, well, they built us, you know, a two lane bypass? Because the the estimates from the highway department were that in twenty years that we would have five thousand vehicles a day. So that's the reason they only built it as a two lane bypass. Even though they did acquire the property for was well, the two lane
0: bypass sp- the one that like runs by like Southside Community Church
2: and is that uh, by the
1: community that- center.
2: Okay. Uh, the the four twelve bypass. Yeah, the first, south of town. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. It's the four twelve bypass. I got you. Yep.
1: Currently, after being open a very short period of time, in 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 highway years, we're already at five thousand cars a day.
2: Wow. How so, long did they, when did they think that that was going to be? Just Twenty tw- years. Wow.
1: So you know we continue to grow and, and see those things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you
0: have the new community center, obviously the bypass is a big one. Yes. What were some other, the, 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 projects?
1: Of course, you know, we continued a lot of projects. Um, uh, we obtained a 70 acre, uh, certified site for industrial growth. And that's a, that's a, that's a large accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned the, uh, uh, industrial growth that we saw during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always hard for me to talk about the things that that happened while I was there because it takes a, a community. Sure. Yeah. It takes all of us working together for it to happen. Yeah, but,
0: and, and tease that out a little bit because I don't, for most people who are listening, unless they're in the middle of these decisions, mm-hmm. they don't have a clue how they come about. And so right. when you say it involves a community, can you give me an example of what that looked like whenever you were serving?
1: Yeah, chamber. I mean, there's, uh, there's like a transportation committee from the chamber. And they meet, uh, that committee meets actually on a quarterly basis. And they look at what the community needs from a transportation standpoint. And so they then relay that to the Arkansas Highway Department on an annual basis as to what we think our community needs to continue to grow. And so uh, they can, you know, if, if you don't provide that information to the highway department, they have to come up with that on their own. Hmm. Well, you know, Paragool is a long way from Little Rock.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: we're not, they don't see the transportation needs on a daily basis, and we do. Hmm. And so therefore, if we relay that information to them, then that gives them a better idea of what they how they can serve us better.
2: So even selling yourself to the government, like that's, and that, yeah,
1: that's exactly right. And it comes as a cohesive voice uh, from the community. Mm-hmm. You don't have somebody you know, calling them and going, "Oh, this needs to be done or that needs to be done." It comes as this is what the community as a whole mm-hmm. has decided that needs to be. Yeah, you know, be we best, is a lot more powerful best.
0: than I, right? That just is like, correct. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I think it's you know, one of the things that uh and I've been a little bit more involved as I've gotten older in the city and, and sure. you know, I remember the trail uh meeting with Josh A. G and Kimberly Dale is actually the one that started that and there were a few That's others right. that were there and we would meet in the legacy room in the library, and that was back in maybe two thousand fifteen somewhere around there, whenever I, at least, uh, started connecting with them, Matt Miller was yes. uh, Matthew Miller was a part of that. And I was amazed because I had never watched kind of something start. what felt like a little bit of a grassroots, just conversation of people, like just citizens in Paragold saying, we want to see this happen. And ah. then actually then watching it happen. And it, obviously there was a lot of meetings that had to take place and a lot of different conversations mm-hmm. and all of that, but – it's, I think, important for people to know in the community that if there are things that you want to see change mm-hmm. that you truly think would benefit our community, um, it can happen. If sometimes you're willing to be the person that puts some skin in the game and put the effort and, and, and do the research and all those things. Would you agree with that?
1: I, it's totally. I mean, if, if you can get a grassroots effort together, then it's amazing what can happen.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, Bill Fisher is a, a friend sure. of mine. And, you know, the, the more I've gotten to know him, the more I hear him talk about even some things he was involved in along the way. And I don't even remember all of one of them was a bridge or something like that, that they, they helped bring about. And I think maybe it was even on the edge of kind of the, before you get into Missouri and, that's you like, know, and, and, Obviously, Bill is considered one of the leaders in our community, but he didn't have an official position of, like, I'm the chamber, you know, whatever director, or I'm the mayor, I'm on the city council. He was a citizen and saw a need, and him and his friends were like, we could do something about this.
1: Exactly right. I mean, you wouldn't have 412 to Missouri and the St. Francis River Bridge, or you wouldn't have it to the Cache River the other way. If it had not been for the grassroots efforts of the community. Yeah.
2: The the, the leader of the chamber has a lot to do with that too, though. Because I'm on the a committee with Allison Heston. Yes. For the RAISE grant. Oh, yeah. And so me and Kim Webb and uh, Bill Pollard huh. are all trying to get businesses to pledge support. So we have private investment into the trail so that we can get that $25 million grant between Jonesboro and Paragold. Um, and so... Yeah, it's really fun to work with someone like you and Allison.
1: Well, it's it's, it's rewarding from our side, too, to see a com, that a community can work together. Hmm. We have seen communities that are not very foreign distance from here that have not worked together, hmm. and we've saw their results, and they have not been positive.
0: So do you think that's unique to Paragould?
1: I think it's very unique. Uh, we had several communities that visited us while I was at the chamber, saying, "How do you do it? How do you get it done?" Well, it it takes it takes a community, it takes a a, a full group, a large group, to get things accomplished.
0: Has it always, as far as you know, been that way? Well, you talked about Emerson and how people like. What do you think that's about? Like, where do you think that originated? Just this this. Um, <laughs> this culture, I guess, where we have, I guess, historically been a community that works together to accomplish things. Like you you just said, I don't think that's everywhere. Um, It's not just like, oh, every American city, like you're seeing that, right? It's just the American way. There are some cities that are very much are divided. Do you you know like where that comes from? Maybe that's a Paul Branch question, but like what created that sense of culture?
1: I think, um, you know, we were a farming community. I mean, let's, you know, it goes even back further than that. As, yeah, we were Timber you know, Town, right? Timber Town. Yeah, you know, and then you were a farming community. There's a lot of, of um, work ethic coming from a farming community. And so that helped us in the recruitment of industry back in the 60s and the 70s mm. because they knew that those people were here. The farms were getting larger. The number of people were getting to run those farms was getting smaller, so we knew we had to provide for those people if we wanted them to stay here and we wanted the community to grow. And it's, it's just evolved over time. You know, you see we're still a very heavy agriculture community. We're still a, a very large manufacturing community. And, you know, but we have the other sectors now. We have the, you know, your technology sectors that are, are stronger in our community than they've ever been. Mm. And so you've got to evolve mm-hmm. with the way the, mm-hmm. the world is evolving.
0: Has that always been difficult for people in this community? Because I would think that we're not, like, I know we're unified, but it is, you sometimes look at, we're not really considered, I guess, a rule. I mean, I guess. We are a rule. Okay, yeah, we're a yeah, like, You rural. would think, I mean, this is a stereotype is people who are in, in a rule setting don't like change, right? They want to stay, like, in Mayberry forever um, because they want to remember the way it was whenever they were staying up until 9 o'clock at night until the streetlights come on, go you know, like, it's everything safe and it's just familiar? Like, has that been... Like, you would think that it would be hard to... Maybe that be somewhat of, of, of what you see in a lot of rural settings and also continue to progress. Like, has that been as much as there been as much tension there as I would no. think or no
1: I, I don't think so and uh, you know if you're not a community that's moving forward you're going to be moving backwards you're not going to stay still yes and so I think uh, the citizens of Paragool have always been supportive of of change and and going forward
0: yeah and I hope that we continue to be that way has you, you were brought in, you said, by Mayor Mike Gaskell. Um, you know, he became a mayor, I think, when I was in ninth grade, tenth grade, and obviously was mayor up until whenever Josh took over. And What do you think made Mayor Mike Gaskell uh, such a good leader as someone who worked beside him? Um, I know he wasn't a perfect man. Like None of us are perfect, but he did a lot of good for our community. Right. What do you think made him so good at what he did?
1: He was willing to listen to people. And he was willing to embrace change and try to work toward making Piragul a better place, and he did that.
0: Listening is huge. Yes, It's massive. I think uh, you know we talk about that a lot here. Of just the world would be a much better place if we would take times to or take time to just listen to other people, because I think it's so easy to just assume, like, I know what you need, or I already know what your thoughts are, and it's like, but if I genuinely would just listen with an open mind, we can learn, right? That's exactly right. Then if we can learn, we can make good, educated decisions.
1: That's right, and, and, you know, I might think it should be one way, but someone else might think it would be better another way, and their way might be better. Yeah. And, you know, you have to listen to them, and sometimes – what you thought might be the best was not, and you need to to listen to them and and analyze and think about. Well, that probably would be a much better idea than what I had. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, which takes some humility for sure. <laughs> what would you say you're most proud of as you look back at your time and, and how you served? And I know you, you said it takes a whole team to pull these it things does. off, and so. Um, what what are you most proud of personally as you look back in your time and serving in the role that you served in?
1: Of course, I have to go back to my original uh, leadership parable, that we continued mm-hmm. that and it continues and it continues today.
0: And where did that idea come from?
1: I was uh, in a state leadership program called Ledar through the University of Arkansas. It was a two year program that uh, we. Uh, met every other month somewhere in the state and then we did an international study tour to Australia. Wow. And uh, you were required to have a project and that was my project. There were you know, there are other leadership programs in the state so it wasn't like we were starting something brand new, you know never been done sure. before. But um, ours has continued to be successful. For twenty-seven years, it's incredible. And tell yeah. people
0: for those who don't know what you're talking about, leadership paragold. Give them kind of the nuts and bolts of it. What is it?
1: It's a twelve-month program in which they choose between thirty and thirty-five participants per year. It's been full every year except for the year for COVID, mm-hmm. when we reduced the size uh-huh. for very for reasons. And uh, you learn about the community. It gives you an opportunity to – you can live here all of your life and think you know Paragool, Mm. but until you go through the program, you'll see how it works. Mm. You see how your utilities work and how they work together with with the other parts of your community. You go inside of industry and see what's actually being made here. Mm. Uh, It just gives you a sense of ownership in your community.
0: Yeah. Everyone I know who's gone through it, and I've not had an opportunity to yet, but has said that it's incredible and that it's okay. absolutely worth the time and and energy and everything else you put into it. And so, I had I did not know that was your that was your <laughs> baby that you had kind of come up with that. But yeah. what an incredible um, <laughs> it, what an incredible thing that you came. I mean, it's to me. To hear the results that, that is produced, I can see why that would be the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of something that you're proud of. Is there anything else well, besides Well, I mean, leadership? you know,
1: there's there are those, you know, you've got your bypasses and your you know, your highways and your, your your recruitments, but then there are the small things. Uh, we knew that on I-55 that they were making a bypass around Hayti, Missouri. And there was not a sign that said Perigold, Arkansas, off of I-55. So the chairman of the transportation committee at that time and myself went over and talked to the, the highway department in southeast Missouri and said, Hey, you know, you're making a bypass around Haytie. Would it be possible for us to get a sign that says Perigold, Arkansas, to the right? They said, Sure. Easiest thing, I guess, I, I did <laughs> that was successful. <laughs> but uh, it was a small thing sometimes mm. that have an impact. So now, if you're coming down I-55, you'll see a sign to the, that says Good, Arkansas to yeah. the right.
0: You've been retired you know, for uh, four years now, right? Is that right?
1: Getting close.
0: What do you, what do you miss the, bo- the most about?
1: Oh, I miss the people. Mm. I miss the, the uh I'm still involved in the community. There's still things that I'm involved in. Yeah, Allison was
0: talking about that, that you're a sounding board for her and other leaders. (laughs) What do they call you about the most? Like, what are the questions that our current leaders have? Oh, just
1: history questions, you know. How did you do this? Or how did this come about? Or where do I find this or that? Or, you know, those type things. Mm -hmm. You know, there there are things that I did not get accomplished, but that's okay. I mean, Mm -hmm. We've set the groundwork so that they can be accomplished.
0: And what are some of those things Um, that you're like, you would like to see accomplished that maybe hasn't been yet? Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: Well, there, yeah, there are several, but I think I'll leave those to uh, the people. (laughs) Well, let them get the credit for it. They're the ones Mm. doing the work now, even though the groundwork was made Mm. many years ago. Mm. Um, They're still the ones doing the work and, and getting it. Over the finish line. And sure. that's the important part. Till so you get it over the finish line, it's not there. Mm. You know, it's uh, it was always most interesting as to some of the things we would know. You know, we knew that XYZ was going to come to town. But we might know for three years that yeah. they were coming. But you couldn't say anything sure. to anyone. And sometimes they'd change their mind
0: you got to be able to keep a secret, huh?
1: Oh, yes, most definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what What would you say to the person that's like um, they don't, you know, you, you, I hear this sometimes, the Josh Brown podcast I thought was good with mm-hmm. this because he, he had it from a real estate perspective. Right. But, you know, you'll hear people that will say like, Slim chickens, why do they bring in another chicken place? Why don't right. they bring in cotons or, you know, whatever it may be.
1: Oh, that's a story, but we'll not get into that one. Oh, anymore. I'd love to. <laughs> do lo- yeah. did we, did we try to bring them in?
0: Yes, most definitely, and they so, would love to be here. They would love to be here. Yes, they would. So tell me, like, so why does that not happen? Like, because it's more complicated than people think it is. They think that's that, correct. They think that we're just picking and choosing. Like, I like chickens. I'm bringing in slim chickens. I don't care what anybody else in the community thinks right. about it because I've got the power. You know, it's like... That's not how it works. Like, you would like Colton's to be here. They said they would like to be here. But it's more complicated than just yes. two people. Equal. So what? what Beca- why are they not here?
1: Because the the person that has the rights to this area choose not to be here. Say
0: that again. The person who has the rights to it, they, yes. they don't want them here. Like within Colton's companies?
1: With the franchisees. Yeah. You know, they gotcha. get territories. Yep. Okay. And if they choose not to come to your community... Then,
0: yes, and they would choose not one. to come for a variety of different reasons. But pretty yes. much, it comes down to they don't think they can make the the, the finances work, right? No. Oh, that's not always right. That's <laughs> no. not always right. No. So, uh, what are some of the other reasons that might be that you've Well, heard
1: they of? they would uh, maybe they have a store in a, in a town close to us, and it would hurt the business in that store, huh. and so they don't understand that that they would do well here.
0: Right. Okay. So it's not always about it. So they don't think that store would do well, but they're thinking about their previous stores or locations and that could it cannibalize correct. that over there to where... That's yeah. right. Gotcha. Are there any other things that play into these companies coming here, especially like, you know, we talked about the factories a little bit, but but our, our restaurants and sure. shopping centers, things like that. Are there anything else that really plays into that that would be good for our public, our, our citizens And now
1: We... Are not part of Jonesboro's MSA, Metropolitan Statistical Area. Okay. The reason we're not a part of that is that we don't send enough people to them for employment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We have we have helped ourselves to a degree that we don't rely upon them. We're not a bedroom community.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And so, when you're not part of an MSA, then a lot of retail will not look at you, because they don't think that your base is big enough. Hmm. And so that really has hurt us over the years, is because we're not we are in uh, a CSA. But we're
0: considered. You said we're not considered a bedroom community of That's gentlemen. correct. And if we were, you're bringing in. Some of the bigger, whether it's like a, I don't know, a we would be part. Like, of, we
1: would be part of Jonesboro's MSA,
0: <laughs> which allows us to bring in bigger companies That's or right. restaurants or whatever. That's right,
1: more retail than anything.
0: And the only way that can change is if we had more people working in that community in Jonesboro.
1: That's right. Huh. Does but the, now they uh, percentage wise? Of course, Jonesboro's a lot larger than we are. <laughs> they send about the same. Percentage of people to us for employment as we send to them. Mm.
0: What about Brooklyn? Are they considered a bedroom of Jonesboro?
1: They are in they're in Craighead County, so they're in the MSA. So they it's can, by county. Uh, okay. Truman is in their MSA.
0: Interesting.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Because they send most of their people to Jonesboro for employment.
0: Okay, so we're kind of standing on our own then. We can't piggyback off of them. That's right. Does and any that, of that change with how everything's expanding from Jonesboro now through Brooklyn and this way? Does that change anything for us?
1: Not really. Okay. Because that's still in Craighead County.
0: So once you cross the county line, all right. Mm-hmm. That's good. See, I don't know any of that
2: kind of stuff. Can I get Marmaduke bigger?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but we would sure getting trying to get a four lane road to marmaduke mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's going to that's yeah. going to happen yeah over well, the next few next years that will happen actually uh, i believe um there's a the next section is to go to bid before the end of the year
0: okay that's probably long overdue yes i would think it's not it's not always the safest drive, I feel like, whenever I'm just flying, you know, the two lane, it's so busy now.
1: Um, Well, and a lot of that depends upon funding because Highway 412 is a designated highway in the the state of, in the United States, mm -hmm. so it can get more federal funding than 49 can. Mm. So that's the reason we've been able to do as much work as we have on 412.
0: What would you say to my generation as now, right, like Allison's around my age, a little bit younger, Josh, just a couple, maybe one or two years older than me, you know, I'm going to be on city council starting next year, and so... Um, I get to fortunately run unopposed this year. Congratulations! So, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Well, I had literally just bought the signs, <laughs> and then both the guys that are running called and said we're withdrawing. So you, like, yeah. you I was, can still
2: put one in my yard. If yeah, you
0: want. it was good yeah. advice from I can't remember if it was Josh. I think it was either Josh or Jeremy Biggs it was like, "Don't put a date on it in case you decide That's to like, run again." And was yeah. like, "I'm so glad I did not do any of that." Or so, um, but you know, my generation is increasingly stepping into sure. leadership, what what advice would you have for us, encouragement? Um, yeah, just knowing, like, you know, you came in with Mike and there's, you just know how much work has gone into it and how much your generation has done, and even the generation before you because you were living here. Any advice that you have, and maybe you share it with, you've shared this with Josh and Allison, but just with all the people our age. Uh, in words of encouragement, things you want us to remember as we kind of grab the baton and continue to go on.
1: Be involved and listen. You know we've talked about listening already, but to uh, to listen, be um, you know just be open minded. Mm. Uh, but you're going to have to be involved. Yeah. And I mean, this community is also. Don't say well. I don't know anybody. I'm not anybody's son or grandson because you heard my story. you know, my dad worked at Emerson and was a farmer before that and he farmed here and you know mm. but this community gave me a chance. Yes, it did. And you know it's the same with with Mayor Gaskell. Yeah. He, he'll be glad you know if you've heard his story, you know we didn't come from from money. We didn't come from, I mean, my father was involved, though. I mean, he was a justice of the peace here in Greene County. Mm-hmm. and But he got involved. In this community, he'll let you be involved if you're progressive, if you want to be involved and want to see this, want to see Paragould to continue to be a successful city.
0: That's great. And I love that, yeah, with Mike and your story, um, I didn't put those two things together, but yeah, you neither one of you came from, like, like you said, from money or like, right. oh, your family was just somebody. So it's like, yeah. hey, let's just let you know. That's Sue. Let's, let's bring her in. You know, it's yeah. like you loved this community right. and you started looking for ways to get involved, ways to serve. And I think what's also good for people to know is that you didn't just jump right in To being you know the director of being CEO here of chamber of commerce right like like there was a progression sure you know just you getting a little bit involved here serving a little bit over there and then without even realizing it you kind of had this resume that made you a perfect fit for it but you chose to be involved and I think that's so good for me to hear so good for our generation to hear because it's so much easier to play armchair quarterback
1: absolutely
0: to just let me live in my own world every now and then see a decision the city has made on on a post and give you my two cents worth. Right. Even though I have not listened to you and I know nothing about the facts nor am I involved in any way, shape or form, but I'm going to tell you how you should have done this. And I'm not, you know, pointing fingers, at anybody. I've probably done that to some extent too, but I think putting some skin in the game yourself, be willing right. to serve and be willing to listen. Like very good advice <laughs> from uh, very good advice. Yeah. So. Rather
2: than just complaining about, problems in the city actually contributing to helping make it a better place
0: right yeah yes and I think part of the reason people don't try to put you know to get more involved is because of the the um they do believe you have to be somebody right and your story proves that's not true like as far as like you don't have to like well I don't know that I don't know I'm not good friends with Josh Ager I'm not good friends with Allison it's like Okay, like yeah, your family came here. Y'all weren't tied in with the who's no. who's a Paragord or whatever, and Mike, and Mike wasn't either. You yeah. know, and so it just proves like that's yeah. not exactly the way it works.
1: Exactly, and it's it's just um, it, this community is just a community that everyone should be proud of mm-hmm. if they ever have the opportunity to talk to other people from other communities in the mm-hmm. even in the chamber world. Or the economic development world, and they tell the horror stories from their community, and and we go, we don't have that,
2: mm. you know,
1: we don't have the problems that you have, and that was another thing that was easier for me in my positions because the forefathers had done their work, and you just build on what has already been done, mm. and that was one of my main goals was to lead the community. In this that same position, where that the people coming in would be successful, mm-hmm. I want Josh and Allison to be successful, because if they're successful, our community's successful.
0: Is that what you'd say you want to be remembered for, as far as that role goes that you served in, as someone who left the community at least as good, if not better, than you found it, and set the next generation up for success? Exactly awesome well you've definitely done that well thank you and so I want to thank you for you know all of your work and the ways that you served and I know that you know even if we made this podcast three hours long there's no way we could ever cover everything um that you've done and some of it I know probably makes you uncomfortable because you don't want to feel like you're tooting your own horn or leaving somebody out and so but thank you uh, how did you like, by the way, being the grand marshal this year?
1: Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs>
0: was that good? That
1: that was really. Uh, it's an honor. It was. It was. It was an honor, and uh, my granddaughter and grandson enjoyed it, and uh, it was. It was very nice.
0: Well, oh, well, well deserved. Well, thanks. Um, I'd like to ask you a series of what we call rapid-fire questions. <laughs> and So if if you are ready for it, we will, sure, we will move we'll be into ready. They're pretty easy. They're pretty <laughs> yeah, easy. Okay. Right. So, uh, number. Let's see what they have for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember yeah. what I had for breakfast. <laughs> not, not be that easy then. <laughs> uh, okay, what's the last either show or movie you watched? Or if you don't watch TV, what's the last book you read?
1: Well, actually, I finished a book last night. Come... Come rain, come sunshine, and so I finished it last night. And What's I'm not a big right reader. Uh, it's a Christian book, okay? And it was of a family that uh, they were getting married and also adopting a child at the same time. Okay. And so it was. It was a neat book. Excellent. Um, what is your favorite band? Do you have a favorite band? I'm not. I'm a gospel music person. Okay. So uh you like know Gaithers type Like Gaithers stuff? The, you bet. Right. And uh, my husband was a big gospel music fan and that's where I got the more of the love for it.
0: Yeah, and we didn't talk a lot about your husband. He was uh ah. he was the one who did all the uh the magic. Magic and, right? and balloons,
1: exactly. Yeah. Elrod? El Magician. Rod. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You didn't know about that, did you? did not you? know that, no. How did he how did he get into that?
1: Uh, when our sons were young, he bought him a magic set for Christmas when they were like five or six, I guess. And he kind of took it over and then trained himself. In he that. trained himself. He did, and that was back before uh, YouTube and those type things.
0: How did he? Did he just start buying books, or what did he? do? Books and
1: uh, CDs and wow. you know the old style things.
0: Yeah, it, he was good. He would. Uh, yeah. I know he came to our school. Uh, on several different oh, occasions. Sure. Was that pretty much his audience? He'd like go to Collins, he'd go to schools, things like that.
1: He went all over actually. He did he did a lot of banquets uh, for corporate. I mean, he was he he was full time at it. What do you think yes. he
0: liked the most about
1: that? The kids. Mm-hmm. He was a very uh, big kids person. He
0: liked seeing just the expression on the faces the you are in awe of <laughs> I didn't yeah. do How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have yeah. a lot. Of, I have I have good memories of his yeah. uh, performances. So, um, what would be your last meal? So, final meal. It can be anything you want. You don't have to be healthy in any way, shape, or form. Maybe starting with like a little appetizer, then a main dish, and dessert. What would you do? Oh, so, my. appetizer.
1: Appetizer. Uh, this is anything. I know. This I'm is a, a big, hard question, I'm, a big, by the way. I'm a big seafood person. Mm. So, uh, you know, any kind of uh shrimp, prawns, yeah. those mm. type things. Oh yeah. I've had an opportunity to travel a lot and um
0: Where's your favorite places you travel to?
1: Australia's probably one of my very favorites, uh Singapore. Mm. And then uh I travel in the United States a lot. Uh there's uh six of us widows that travel together. Mm. And we do a two-week trip every year, and then we do a spring trip, a uh, shorter trip, and that this year's to uh, Key West.
0: Excellent. We're going to come back to the the meal one, but give me your top three yeah. locations in the United States. Like if you're just like wanting to get away for a vacation. Top three. Since you're well-traveled.
1: Top three. Um, I like Washington, D.C.
0: Great. Never been, but I want to go.
1: Well, you need to go. Yes, you my wife and I children. both want to be there.
0: Okay. You just. Our kids are I, I, twelve, I, I, almost eleven, and seven. Is that too young, or is that? uh
1: seven might be a little young. Okay. There's a lot of walking. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And of course, it's a, it's all history. Yeah, and so, that's how I want to go. Know. <laughs> um, I like um, Montana. Mm. It's uh wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, We just did, our trip last year was to Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. I was about to
0: ask you if you've been that far up north. Yes.
1: Uh, Probably my favorite three states would be Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont.
0: If you were to pit between those three? I mean, I guess, can you visit all of them in one trip? You can. You can. Okay.
1: Uh, Maine would probably be my favorite uh, to the Arcadia National Park is in that area. Yeah. And then there's other things you can visit around there, but that's uh that's probably the best part of Maine to me because yeah. it's on the coast. And, and you get some
0: good seafood there.
1: You do, and the whoopie pies and whoopie pies. Yes. What is that? It's a hmm. it's a it's a cake actually. It's it's like a sandwich. It's a cake on both sides with a filling.
0: Was that your dessert that you'd go for it Was your last meal?
1: That would be pretty close.
0: What's your main dish? I don't know.
1: It would be fried shrimp.
0: Just good old fried shrimp.
1: Just good old fried shrimp. And catfish. I like that too.
0: Who do you? Well, I'm not going to hold you to that. I was going to ask you who you think has the best catfish in town, but you can tell oh. me that. You can tell me that off air. Okay. That way you don't make anybody angry.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to because they might do something. Of course, to you're my not catfish. in the chamber
0: anymore. You do I mean, what's what's it matter if they get mad at you now? You
1: yeah, know? but they might do something to my catfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to eat
0: there, you know, because it's not your favorite spot. Um, what is on your nightstand
1: right now? Well, all of the. Uh, you know to plug up the devices at night. For sure. <laughs> you know, got to have a, uh, got to have the TV remotes. Yep. Got to have a lamp. Got to have a, a the old time alarm clock. There you go. Even though I use the, I don't use it anymore. It's the old time alarm clock. I use the phone now. <laughs> but that's pretty much what stays there.
0: That's good. Um, give us a snapshot. Of just an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy?
1: My grandchildren. And how many yeah, grandchildren you have? Six. Six
0: grandkids. Oh. Six. What do you do when you're with your grandkids? Is it different depending on who it is? Well, is not like necessarily.
1: Uh, we had the opportunity to all be together under one roof for a few days at Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in Branson and spent the time together and you know just playing games and just they're just a wonderful group yeah. they're all just a each one has their own personality but they're uh all very bright children yeah. and so yeah fun to be around <laughs>
0: You have uh, bright kids too. They get that oh. from from you and dad. Uh, just from me.
1: Just no. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That's great. No. They're magic. No. they magic from dad. Yeah. No, no, they get uh, they got some very uh, good qualities from their father. Yeah. They're both person. athletes
0: too. Who was the athlete in the family? Who played sports? Well, they both played. I know sports. they did. But who they get that from? Was that from your side or? Well, dad's side? I
1: tell them that I gave them all of my athletic abilities. Okay. So I really, uh, their dad had some abilities, but not, not, at, that not at the, the quality that did. Did you play any sports growing up? I did not. We were we lived on a farm. Sure, We didn't have an it's opportunity to play sports. It's we worked on world. the farm. Yep. Bust. Now, if you need to know what wrench is what or, you know, what <laughs> screwdriver is what, I'm your person.
0: <laughs> That's great. Uh, last question. What's one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now?
1: Well, I'm, I'm uh, grateful for my health. Yeah, because that has um, people. You know, you always hear if you have your health, you have everything. Well, when your health is taken away for a period of time, you realize how important that is. Yeah. and uh, I'm a cancer survivor. That's right. Yes, and you are. So, uh, you know, still, still in the process, but um, cancer free. And so, um, awesome that. That means a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, cancer, some of these things, Uh, a season of struggle can, if you when you come through that, can be a gift in some ways. If it can make you appreciate things that we often take for granted and feel entitled to. Sure. And and you have something like that happen, you're like, you know what? No. Like, this is all a gift.
1: Right. And, you know, you have, you know, I'm very grateful for my religion, for, Mm -hmm. you know, the gifts that God's given me yeah
0: awesome well sue McGowan, thank you so much for making space to be here it's long overdue we should have probably had you on (laughs) the first two or three and so thank you for all that you do and continue to do and if you have any more advice at any time please make sure you share that with us because i at least i know many others are all ears
1: okay thanks. thanks
0: all right sue McGowan has left the building you asked her uh what we should put on her description <laughs> uh podcast description what'd she say what's her title she said uh ordinary citizen just ordinary citizen I
2: don't think that's true if, that,
0: if she's just an ordinary citizen give me a whole lot of ordinary oh, citizens man. can man. you
2: imagine a community full of sue Miguel.
0: it's just a uh, man like people like sue she mentioned mike there's so many others the bill fishers of the world uh that you know That group of people, that generation, uh, just a special group, man. I mean, just kind of like a roll your sleeves up and get to work kind of people and make it happen. And uh, I love what she said about... You know, you don't have to come from money. You don't have to come from prestige. You don't have to necessarily know somebody to make a difference in your community. You just have to be willing to do something. So
2: Don't even have to be from here. I mean, I'm from Tyranza. Yeah. I've been able to get involved.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You're a great example of that. So, hey, if you are still listening, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, Please go to... uh, instagram or facebook if you've not done so and uh, give us a like give us a follow there and if you've not done this whatever platform you're listening on uh, whether it be on spotify or apple something different give us uh, just real fast uh, five stars the five star rating uh isn't just about a a pat on the back but what it does it helps people to find us more quickly and learn about the really incredible people that are living right here in our community as always thanks so much for listening until next time